thanks for joining us on another episode of Conversations and Connections, the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the the prevention coordinator for the agency. And if you take that big sniff in the air, you might smell Christmas. Christmas is just around the corner. Yes, I know it's only November, but, uh, you know, uh, all the retail stores are already, they starting to get their Christmas stuff out. And that's why we have Lisa Jackman with us today. Hi, Lisa. Hi, good morning. Good morning. And, uh, Lisa, uh, well, at least I'm gonna. You are, you're in charge of keeping our thrift stores operating like a well-oiled machine. That's uh, correct, Stuart. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, tell us a little about uh, exactly what is your position with the agency. I'm thrift store director is my title, and I'm over both of our thrift stores. Okay, and tell us about the thrift stores. We have two thrift stores: one in Lufkin, one in Nacogdoches. Uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about what a thrift store is and how that fits into the Family Crisis Center. Well, the great thing about our thrift stores is all money that's generated is unrestricted funds. With your grants, as you know, they have to list every penny. But with this thrift store proceeds, they're able to spend it on things that are needed for families that normally wouldn't be able to be purchased. Okay. Um, uh, so I guess when someone goes into one of the thrift stores, um, what what are they going to see? How does a thrift store operate? Everything's donated. Everything right? is donated. And people donate amazing things of all sorts. We put them in the store goes it through production, they're sorted, graded, and then priced, and then put on the sales floor for us, for you to shop. Okay. And uh, the thrift stores are pretty popular, right? I know I drive by there quite often, and, and there's always cars in the parking lot at both stores, Lufkin and Nacogdoches. We've been very blessed with by our donors. We try to be good stewards of those donations. We sort really hard. We don't just put everything on those sales floors. So, yes, we are popular in the respect that we have a lot of great merchandise at reasonable prices. What we price is called a fair market value. So, you know, Lufkin, I mean, everyone understands fair. Our market is how far you drive to come to those stores and value. We take a used product, figure out its value, and everything is different. And then it goes to the sales floor. And I think it's, it's, I think it's important to point out that, you know, when you go into our thrift stores, you're not finding people's junk. You're not finding, you know, a lot of times it's not garage sale type stuff. This is legitimately good merchandise obviously it's going to be or a lot of it's going to be used some of it may not been used but i think it's important to let people know that if they come into the thrift store it's not a flea market it's not just a bunch of junk that they're going to find. no we sort hard to make sure that we have quality merchandise on that sales floor one of the things that happens say you give me an old t-shirt with paint on it that's fine too because we sell those clothes as salvage. They actually go to a 
company in Dallas, and they might be in third world countries, your border towns. So they pay us by the pound for oh, used wow. clothing okay. that we do not sell. So we say, bring everything, let us sort it out and figure out which direction it really needs to go. Since we've come back from the pandemic, we closed for six to eight weeks. Yeah. It's amazing how much more we've seen. And new tags are very common in the stores. So how, do, how does a thrift store like ours get, how do we get our hands on new merchandise? Donors shop. They decide that it wasn't what they wanted. They didn't use it. Sometimes we've unwrapped Christmas presents that were never used. Or you just decide you didn't love it when you bought it. And we receive it new with tags. I would say right now, at least an eighth of the clothes that go out have new tags on them. Wow. Okay. With wow, that's amazing. With amazing prices on yeah. them. Sure. I mean, we see a lot of things that are over fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Something like that would be around twelve to fourteen to nineteen for us in clothing. Sure, sure. Uh, how does someone, if they're interested in donating some items to the thrift store, what do they need to do? What's the process for someone to get their items that they no longer need, no longer want, but they want to donate it to the thrift store? What do they need to do? Bag it up, box it up, and pull through one of our drive throughs Then we take it. We have people that come to your car, take your donations. They can actually bring a receipt book to you, and you don't have to get out of your car. So it's just drive up and let us know you're there. We have doorbells that ring when you drive through those under those awnings at most stores. And it tells our guys, girls, to come out to the car and unload you. That's all you have to do is just put it in your car and bring it to me. Okay. Um, you know, I was kind of joking at the at the start of the show about it being Christmas time. Obviously, um, I'm assuming just like other stores, we have Christmas merchandise at our stores. Unbelievable amounts of Christmas are donated each year. And we save. We save, say, from January, I mean, December the 26th. All the way till we've put ours out in the middle of October. So we save merchandise until right before the season. And Christmas is a big season for us. We have unbelievable amounts of Christmas still in our warehouses. We've been selling for two and a half weeks now. And our shelves are full, but we restock every day. Awesome. Um, Now, and... I guess I should know this, and, and forgive me for not knowing this, but is there a special Christmas event that the thrift stores have every we year? Do. And, and we, that's already passed, yes. right? But still, t- I want people to know about it, so they'll keep it well, in mind for next we year. we call it our Christmas extravaganza. We close the stores a little early the evening before. We take all the merchandise that's in those areas off, and then we set the store up for Christmas. So when we open the door that morning, you're walking into a winter wonderland. We have Christmas trees. We have decorations. We have clothes. Anything you can imagine that would be Christmas is on our shelves or our racks right now. Awesome. Great. Um, and I would, I guess it's safe to assume a lot of people specifically come to the stores during Christmas to, to see what we have as far as Christmas. They certainly do because we have tremendous amounts of new merchandise (laughs) that's going to be a lot cheaper than the cost was originally. Right. I think Lufkin last year, 
sold over a hundred Christmas trees. Do we ever have retail stores donate overstock things to us or we have in the like past? That? I don't think we've seen any this year. Okay, I was just wondering. Seem to change every year, right? And it's up to the company themselves if they donate, right? You know, sure. Okay. I certainly want new yeah. products. If anyone's listening out there, we would be glad to accept them. We can come and pick them up from you. We can give you a donation receipt, which is money you take off of your taxes. Right. So we're certainly sure. interested in trying everything. <laughs> uh, how big of an operation is the thrift stores? You know, in 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 some of the past episodes, you know, we've we've uh, Heather and I and Melissa and I have talked about the importance to an agency uh, for donations, for grants, you know, where we are a nonprofit, that's how we make money. But also another source of revenue for an agency like the Family Crisis Center are the thrift stores. Uh, what has business been like for, for how much, are you uh, like Scrooge McDuck? Are you like doing the backstroke and a pile of money? <laughs> Or how, how does that We do very well. We're over one half of the revenue that comes into our organization. And by doing that, that's less tax money through organizations that we have, that we're allowed to use. Yeah. I mean, we generate a lot of funds for the stores and for this organization. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, yes. that really is. It's really fun too. Because we know that we're doing a good thing. So my employees also, besides earning a paycheck, they experience satisfaction due to the fact that they know sometimes children might have a meal because of the work they've done. Or they give them clothes. We fill vouchers at no cost from our advocates and also from in the public we work with other agencies okay that's something that's something interesting and 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 i i want to ask you about obviously the thrift stores are there for the public to come and shop but if we have a a new client that comes into and and uh, they're either a client of the agency or they're they're staying at at the safe house and maybe they need some clothes for themselves or for their kids we will possibly give them vouchers and they can go to the store. You could be shopping right beside someone that's never going to pay a dime, but we keep that pretty personal. Well, of course. So they actually go to the back to a different area that it's just added up. So we keep up with our inventory, but they're all costs. There's no charge. But I think that's really good for people to know when they are making a donation to the thrift store. Yeah, you may be donating something that will be put on the sales floor for the public, but you never know. You may be donating something that someone really needs. And that happens a lot. We call ourselves sometimes the closet for the safe house because there's no way the safe house could hold enough product, different sizes, styles that people would like. So they're not forced into picking something they don't want. They're allowed to come to the store and shop. So they pick out their size, their style, and we don't tell them what they can have. They're given an amount, and they're asked to stay with, within that amount. Mm-hmm. But you pick what you want. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I can, you know, I, I kind of like to tell this story. This, this has been probably about a year ago. I went to the thrift store in Lufkin. I always wanted one of those Keurig um, 
coffee makers. Found one for $20. Works like it worked like it was brand new. Never, you know, uh, so you can find anything you want there. I mean, it's not just clothes. It's, it's kitchen appliances. It's, uh, books. I've seen books. I've seen some electronics, but I was so proud of my Keurig coffee maker. I was telling everybody that I only paid like $20 for it. And, uh, it worked like brand new. In you our know? electronics, anything electric, we test if possible, mm-hmm. and we clean it. We make sure it's going to work well by the time you get it home. Right. We do very few returns because we're sure they work, and you're also invited to work to use them in the store. You know, to plug them in. Sure. We'll get you water if necessary. We want you to be happy with your purchase. Yeah. And some things are donated that don't work. Every now and then, if we see there's value to it, we will tag it as is at a lower price. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you could repair simply that I couldn't say. I have a tape deck. Those are little rubber bands that run those old cassette <laughs> tapes. We Any record player right now is really popular. So we don't throw them away if it's a minor repair. Sure. We've actually sent through Amazon, eBay, and bought parts for something. Oh, wow. Okay, great. You know, that we knew would work. Yeah. But without this part, you couldn't be sure. Yeah. So they allow me to send out. We We don't really repair. But every, I mean, I got a Bose radio, a Wave. We know Bose are expensive, but it didn't have the remote. And there was no buttons on the thing anyway. So it had to have the remote. It had to have the remote. Our office ordered us the remote. Worked perfect once we got that remote. So now it's in the store for sale with its remote. Yeah. Every now and then we do things like that. Because there was no way of knowing would it work. Sure. And we don't want you to buy something that doesn't. Right. You know, I've and you've probably heard stories. I've always heard stories, not right from our store, but like from the Salvation Army or Goodwill, somebody buys something, they take it home and they find out that it's this rare, valuable thing worth thousands of dollars, you know, or or they found a, a painting and then underneath it was another painting that was this rare work of art. <laughs> Has anything like that happened with our stores? Has have you found any uh, really rare, valuable things that someone may not have known about how valuable it was when they donated it? I actually have a violin right now in Nacogdoches that I'm looking for a professional to come help me. Everything we read about this violin and see on eBay, it was made by a famous German gentleman in 1923. He followed Antonio Stradivarius' methods. His name is in there. It's dated, it's numbered, and it has Antonio Stradivarius' name in it. I'm not a professional, so I want someone to come help me figure this out. Every now and then we can find things on eBay that help us. But I have a good support system that people will come and help me and say, this is rare. I mean, it's amazing what we see in the stores. Yeah. Have what's probably does something come to mind that you can tell on a podcast? 
because we talked about this before we started recording. And the answer you gave me, I don't know if we, I, I, I don't know. But what have been, what has been some of the unique things that you have found or that people have donated? Has somebody ever donated something that's just really strange or odd or you just really unique? We do find a lot of things like that. As you've said, there's some things I can't talk about, <laughs> but we certainly enjoyed the laughs we received. Right. We found illegal substances. Of course, those are destroyed or turned over to the police. We do not re- resell those. One of the great stories. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> one of the great stories is I have a gentleman that has been with me 14 years. Well, Right at 14. I've been Mm -hmm. here nearly 14 years. Patrick Tyson has worked with me in Nacogdoches for 13 and a half years. He volunteers 40 hours a week. Patrick has Down syndrome. He found 29 $100 bills in an old house shoe. We were able to give this back to the, well, to his wife. But every 10 years, the gentleman had hid money from his wife and he bought her a really neat present that he wouldn't let her know. He passed away after they had been married 29 and a half years. We found a packing slip with his name. Tracking it down, I found his wife. When I called and said who I was, where I was from, she said, you have found money. And she explained to me that her husband had died 29 and a half years into their marriage. She knew that he had had money, but she didn't know where. She came to the organization. She gave Patrick four of those $100. Oh, that was sweet. And we were able to give her one last gift from her husband. But she, what she did for us was so much more than that because she stocked really fancy resort gift stores fancy places, expensive places where you go in and they have those small gift shops with really nice things. She gave us an entire warehouse of the year before's product. Wow. So another great thing we were able to give back is $16,000 worth of jewelry in two pieces, a Rolex and a diamond engagement ring. When we found, when I sort of found this in a tuxedo pocket, We knew that that was a mistake. We put it up in our safe here at the main office. It took the lady three months. Husband worked out of the country six months out of the year. When he got home, he walked into his bathroom, and he said, Honey, where is that tuxedo? She said, It didn't fit you. Family in Lufkin were having a garage sale, asked me to come down, and I brought it. Didn't sell at the garage sale and was donated to us. We knew That jewelry was real. I took it and had it appraised. Mm -hmm. Put it in the safe, and it appraised the two pieces for $16,000. Wow. Three months after we'd received it, I received a phone call. We'd made sure we didn't tell what I found Mm -hmm. in so the right person would be able to tell me. Right. And she could. She told me exactly what the pieces were, what the color bag they were in. And she was amazed that we had it. She drove for three hours to reach us. And I had had the jewelry appraised. It was $75 a piece. I asked her, would she just pay for the appraisal? She did. But then she turned around and donated the organization $500. So all the good that we do in returning things has come back to us more than twofold. Yeah. 
and we found crazy things, things we really shouldn't discuss, but it's been... I know what they are. <laughs> well, you just <laughs> never know when you right. open a box or a bag what is going to yeah. be in it. And sure. that makes it a challenge every day. Yeah. I mean, it's just fun. You never know. And we do accept volunteers. Well, that was going to be my, my next question is... Um, I'm assuming an operation like this, you're probably always looking for help. Yes. Uh, whether it be, you know, um, employees or volunteers, uh, what does someone need to do if they want to get a hold of you to uh, either volunteer or to work at the uh, at one of the thrift stores? Both stores at their cashier desk have applications for employment and volunteers. Okay. So it's pretty simple. You know, to do that, uh, we're looking for help in both stores right now, mm -hmm. employees, because since we've come back, it's been a little slower finding help. Right. You know, and we need help. But if someone has a passion for books or clothes or expert at something, mm -hmm. come volunteer a few hours each month. Because what that does, besides helping the organization, you're educating all of us, and that's what we need. Things don't always come in with prices. Mm -hmm. So we have to come up with a fair market value price. Sometimes I wouldn't recognize something if it was very valuable. Right. So we love the volunteers that are knowledgeable and that can come in and help us say, look, this is real. Mm -hmm. This is old. It is an antique. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, Lisa, I'm going to just ask you, what? Uh, how did you find your way here at the to the agency, to the Family Crisis Center? Um, did you have a previous retail background? or Not at all. Really? I worked. Margie Preston was a director here years ago. Uh -huh. Judy West was retail. And Judy and Margie and I had all worked together at another nonprofit organization. Okay. And they were determined for me to take this job because they were having so much trouble finding someone that could learn the methodology. Because even if you look in our back right now, it looks crazy, but we have a method. <laughs> Everything we do is for a reason. And they literally took me to dinner several times until they convinced me to take this job because I have no retail experience and I'm certainly just blue jeans and t-shirts. Well, that's amazing. But they've taught me how to do it. And that's been the fun part because I certainly thought I would never be able to learn all this. I'm not a collector, but the way we teach, the way they taught me made sense. And now I follow directions. That's amazing. That's amazing. Especially, you know, you, you may not think about it, you know, they're thrift stores, but if you go in there and take a look in these thrift stores, they're big operations. They're, it's big square footage. It's, it's two big stores. And for someone to come in, not having previous retail experience, that's, that's well, very impressive. Teachers. And it literally is, there's a methodology and I literally follow directions every day. Yeah. You know, we just produce every day in a certain way. I mean, there's so many things, but we try to put some of everything out. The only thing I can affect every day is furniture because we never know when we're going to be donated furniture. Right. And of course, it has to go to the sales floor immediately because there's not enough room in the back to hold it. Sure, sure. 
All right. Well, Lisa, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking some time coming over here and uh, and being part of the podcast. Well, you're very welcome. We really are looking for some great employees. We're willing to teach. And if you love something, come volunteer. Give us a little of your time and your expertise. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Well, if you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email us. We do have our our own email address here, and that is conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And if you feel like you need any of our services, if um, whatever all the services that we provide, if you feel like you are in need, uh, we do have a 24-hour hotline that's answered uh, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. That number is 1-800-828-7233. That's 1-800-828-7233. Again, I'm Stuart Burson. Thanks for listening. And remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.